It's April 18th, 2021, and welcome to episode 56 of the Baby Metal Podcast. We gather in the podcast Discord server on alternate weeks to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Baby Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I'm Paul, and I'm joined by Kevin. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And Maggie. Bonjour. Excellent. <laughs> All right, so here we are. Yay. We- We've made it to the other side of the 10 Budokan shows. Yes, we have. You may, you may recall there was a time when we didn't think there would be 10 Budokan shows. <laughs> but there were. <laughs> yeah. There was a time when we thought there would be a big, impressive announcement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. Okay. As with all things. So, yep. As with it all, yes. Subverting expectations left and right. So, mm-hmm. uh... Uh, the main things that we have to talk about this time are uh, the one 2021 has opened and various things that relate to the 10 Budokan shows that just finished. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. We can sort of walk through those uh, in order. Yeah. I suppose we can say something about the the one membership starting just uh-huh. because there's not much to say about it. But Well, now we know why they pushed it back. It makes sense now. <laughs> it makes perfect sense, which we'll get to in a short moment as well <laughs> right so maybe it didn't make sense to start with that also i i still i still have never quite grasped how to use push it back and push it forward because to me <laughs> it seems like back is further away from me but uh yeah anyway it was a, it was a week earlier than it was supposed to be uh in order to coincide with the budokan 10 show um mm-hmm. and i mean I, so i mean i guess basically the there really isn't anything to say about it. You know, we scratched our codes. We entered them in. Those of us who wanted yeah. to keep our metal names did. Yes. I'm Mizuni Metal again. Yay! Uh, yep. Four years running. <laughs> ah, I am I am Paulways Metal for three years running. Because actually, which is actually an undercount because I changed my metal name a mm-hmm. little while ago. But yeah, same here. Ah, I was I well, I was Neighbor Metal beforehand. Right. And I think I explained that in a prior cast before why but so technically i think this would be six nice six years running i think so excellent sounds about right oh well five for me four for mizuni so yeah (laughs) but yeah i mean it's it's been there hasn't been a whole lot of uh sort of stuff connected with fox day or the one opening or anything i mean like there's stuff connected with the the budokan show and mm-hmm. just slightly connected with the one. Although when we get to that, which we might as well just get to that. <laughs> but, yeah, might as well. Um, yeah. I mean, the one benefits are pretty meager. <laughs> so far. So far. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I guess I was sort of speaking specifically about the the Budokan stuff. But okay. Anyway, so let's let's talk mm-hmm. about let's talk about the uh, Budokan show. I guess let's well or show slash shows. Um, mm-hmm. And then we can we can kind of maybe work our way back uh, after that to the you know presentations of that in the future. Okay, sounds good to me. So okay, we had um, uh, I mean I guess I forget when we recorded last, uh, but uh, I think it was I think we had only uh, nine and ten left last time we recorded. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep, that was correct. And so we had we had hopes and speculations and. Uh, some of them did not well they didn't all come true <laughs> but, no <laughs> they um, did not <laughs> one of the things that i really had kind of hoped for even though i didn't know how they would do it but is uh is to see catch me if you can uh, mm-hmm. yeah but they they uh managed to get through all of these 10 shows without uh including that which means that they did manage to not quite make it through the uh you know the the um tournament album yeah that's true so mm-hmm. That's what surprised me the was, most. Yeah. I thought for sure that they idea. were going to do that because they'd kind of been following that formula with the other performances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway. So, I mean, oh, it, well. it's true. They would have taken some figuring out. It would have been interesting to see what they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway. But yeah, someone had mentioned before that it, it would have taken a lot because, I mean, the first part of that song is yui and moa singing so it i mean with um with uh give me chocolate i mean it's basically just noises essentially 
<laughs> for, for their part. So that was an easy, easy plug and play and go for just Moa to do all mm. that. Uh, but for, yeah, for Catch Me If You Can, that was just a, that's a haul <laughs> for them to have had to have tried to either have Moa do that whole entire kit and caboodle or to have maybe tried to get Momoko to record it. But I think they try, yeah, they were trying to keep away from that, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, who knows? Who knows? Like, you know, what their, mm-hmm. what their sort of motivations would have been. But I, mean, I, I think that yeah. uh, if they, if they did it on the pattern of the other ones, um, Mm-hmm. It would have been, and this is weird because there's words, you know, so uh, it's. Yeah, exactly. Although, I mean, like, it's, uh, yeah, IDZ did this, right, uh, at Metal Galaxy, Legend mm-hmm. Metal Galaxy, right? So, um, yeah. That was already kind of a had, special thing, though. I don't know that I, I don't know that I hold that in the same category as CMYC because they had double the Kami band, all the Avengers on stage. It was already a special moment, special yeah. event. Whereas I just doing Catch Me If You Can at Budokan really kind of elevates whoever the Avenger is. Obviously, it was Momoko. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Something a lot more than, you know, three lines. An Avenger. Well, I guess what, mm-hmm. I, was, but I, was, what I was thinking was if, if uh, because they, did, they didn't mic anybody at Legend of Metal Galaxy, right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. they may have recorded it in, in, in some kind of backtrack. It was pre-recorded, yeah. But they weren't mic'd. Right. I mean, and so it, it could as easily have been done in the same way with with like you know actually all the vocalization coming from moa but uh but it would have looked weird for them to like lip sync or something right yeah but i assume yeah, that that's exactly. what they did at legend metal galaxy that's the big difference though yeah. right um like maggie said the choreography is puts what was moa and yui very front and center so I, they, they would oh, they yeah. would have had to re-choreograph that i think i don't know my my tinfoil hat is on as to why they didn't do it as they didn't want to elevate the Avenger that much in a song like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess what they could have done is like use the, the little, what I guess we call it, we're referring to them as sister bones now, but um, mm-hmm. uh, they could have somehow put them in that place. Yeah, you're right. It's difficult. It's tricky. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely, yeah. um, it's definitely tricky to, to figure out how to pull that off because you're right. Not even just in terms of the lyrics, but just kind of like the focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas with like, they did the pre-recording for, um, from dust till dawn. That was just very short little words. Same with IDZ. They were just short little spurts of words. And also as Kevin said, you know, that was a special moment in and of mm-hmm. itself. Um, Whereas, you know, catch me if you can. That's a whole entire. It's not a chorus. What's mm. the what's the it's not a bridge either. I don't remember the terminology, but uh, yeah, verse. a whole part <laughs> verse. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I Although, know. I mean, they, they managed Metataro too, right? So um, and that has lines. Well, Sue's saying that portion, though. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. Like, I- I I don't know that it's lines more than they would have to re-choreograph the first half of the song. I I think because it's, if they're not in the group already, it's clear that the Avengers are still supposed to just kind of be a nameless dancer. They don't, don't do anything that nobody notices Mm -hmm. other other than the symmetry that the dancer creates. Yeah. Although on Gimme Chocolate, they each have different parts too. I think I think they could do I think they could have done it, but I can see all these being possible considerations. Right. Oh, they totally could have done it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but they didn't do it, and that's no. just, <laughs> that was a that is long discussion of something that didn't happen. <laughs> Paul is sad sauce. That is all it needs to be known. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, I guess the, mainly I was I was interested um, to see how they would pull it off. Mm-hmm. So, um, but fair enough. Uh, what did they do? So let's see. The uh, we do have the set list here uh, in our show notes. Mm-hmm. Anyone want to walk through the bits? They brought back the baby metal death arrangement again, which I'm excited to see. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they did that in directly into IDZ. Uh, Give me chocolate, doki doki morning, and then the new thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which they did GJ with 
Moa and the four sister bones. So that was, that's cool. So did you guys see that? I didn't look at any uh, fan cams of that. So I don't know. I don't really know how that looked, but I, did you guys see any images of it? There was not a whole lot. Um, There was a little part where in the middle of it before the collapse, the, um, the dun, 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 dun. Um, they did a whole little like here over on this side clap for me and then Moa going back over to the other side and you know going to the each of the areas in the circle (laughs) it was cute it was definitely cute and then while she was in one side the sister bone who was on the opposite side was just standing with the arms crossed with the fox hands up Uh um and uh it was rather adorable of course being Moa (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> being herself she's just, just like oh come on you know uh-huh. <laughs> um but it was really cute it looked really cute but there wasn't a whole lot of like anything else like super duper different mm-hmm. of it other than that little little bit so that was all the part that i saw at least on that yeah i haven't mm-hmm. seen or watched a fan cam of it yet i have seen lots of pictures i spent a little mm-hmm. bit of time trying to figure out who the sister bones are and there just is not enough of the face to really get a positive ID. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think the prevailing theory amongst the fan base is that they are all amused kids still. Um, mm. You think the same as the, the ones we had before? I think it's probably the same four from Onidari. What was that? Two shows ago? Two Budokans <laughs> ago? Sexton, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably the same four, but I, you know, there's no way to confirm or deny that because we just don't have good footage of them. Nope. Um, and even so, they're yep. they're masked and hooded, so you only get the bridge of the nose up. <laughs> so good <Yeah>. luck, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, and made up too, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I I really That's like cool. that they do it this way. I think that was still a brilliant way to present Black Baby Metal songs that are very on the childish side, right? Um, so mm-hmm. I think this is again a great way to still perform that material and not have it be weird yeah yeah exactly i think gj is a little less like that a little less like that yeah Yeah. i done that by herself a bit but yeah um, it's still it was cool to do it this mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a little less uh i don't know i guess it's a little less childlike subject matter for gj because it's more of like you know trying to survive the the train wreck (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. of of fast-paced japanese society <laughs> so i don't know though i think it does actually sort of it does sort of makes reference to them being small yes right and you know like <laughs> sort of swimming around at people's feet mm-hmm. <laughs> well yeah true so, <laughs> but i would like to see more anyway, of that yeah yeah, and who knows? I mean, like, well, I guess we'll we'll get to speculating uh, on the basis of who knows what. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's quite possible. It's quite possible that we, you know, we've seen the end of a lot of this. You know, both this formation and these songs. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never. Yeah, here's know. hoping the eventual Blu-ray will okay. be good enough or give us some shots so we can identify who maybe some of these sister bones are because I think that'd be fun to know. Uh, <laughs> Or who knows, maybe there'll be like liner notes. <laughs> that would be just really subverting expectations. Yeah, just right. name everybody. There you go. So next thing, next song on the list was No Rain, No Rainbow. And apparently at some point in time, although I've not really seen full full footage of this, um, but I've only seen pictures that Sue, quote, played the piano. Mm-hmm. And there was a big piano out in the middle of the platform with the baby metal logo on the top of it. And so she was playing the piano. Yeah, I did. I did see fan cam of that. I, I don't know if she really was or not, obviously, as in their air quotes that you can't see me actually doing, but air quote, mm-hmm. playing the piano. Mm-hmm. She was <laughs> um, at the piano for sure. She was at the piano. Yeah, she was definitely at the <laughs> piano for sure. Yeah, she was sitting down with the hands at the keys, but whether those fingers were moving on the keys is a different story. And whether the it was miked, <laughs> it's also not. But yeah, so I've seen um, some uh, 
photos of this. It really looks great. I mean, like, so it's um, mm-hmm. it's all sort of blue lit. It's there's there's mist all or the smoke, you know, all all around on the ground, and there's just like this piano out in the middle. Um, it's not clear. It's just a um, black yeah, grand piano piano, but it has the logo on the top. Well, I'm not, I'm not actually 100 percent sure how this this came to be. I think th- there was definitely a um, stop in the song. Yeah, there was a there was a fade to black before the piano. And then mm-hmm. she kind of reappeared sitting at the piano. Right. And then sang the oh, next okay. verse over the piano solo while at the piano, mm-hmm. appearing to play the piano. Who knows if she actually did? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's speculation. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's a show, right? It's a, yeah. it's a spectacle. Right. Yeah. As a spectacle, that's right. pretty spectacular. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, in fact, the official account tweeted a photo of that. Did they not? Yeah, part of the official marketing materials that went out to like Wow Wow and Kerrang and all these things, I think there is a photo of that. But I did see a, a little piece of a like fan cam that went went into it, and it uh, and and there is there is a it is a weird break, you know, this mm-hmm. pause while she's presumably sprinting over the piano in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but so that's uh that's impressive both that we got the uh song and that um you know we had we got this imagery in the in the piano so what did so, that what did that replace what did so we expected cmyc at mm-hmm. this show we got gj no rain no rainbow what was the other song they hadn't done yet from the 10-year album akatsuki mm. yep xbook and chat says akatsuki yeah so it's interesting i wonder why they didn't do that and they chose to do gj no rain no rainbow not that I'm complaining. We haven't seen No Rain, No Rainbow since, what, Tokyo Dome? Um, so that was pretty spectacular mm-hmm. and a great surprise. Well, they did a Legend S, right? Oh, no, they did a Legend S. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I think I think that's a better choice, actually. It, we've we've got a million instances of, of Akatsuki. They, you know, played it throughout mm-hmm. the entire U.S. tour. Yeah, and then they so. did it at the Dark Knight Carnival as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm glad we really got no rain, no rainbow. I think that was a good move. I just, mm-hmm. I thought that was surprising. Yeah, I guess maybe they just needed something a little slower in the middle. I don't. Yeah, know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's um, hard to tell. I don't know. They seem to play it safe with set lists, right? Um, mm-hmm. So playing something like that off again after so long is interesting to me. Uh, oh yeah, and and as mentioned in the um, well, I mean, I guess we're not at the end of the set list, so we'll. Uh, we already yeah. revealed that Catch Me If You Can is not in there, but um, I guess we can also reveal that uh, Up, Down, Left, Right, BBAB is also not in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's... that is a sad thing, too. <laughs> Still has yet to be released. Mm-hmm. It's... I don't know if it ever will be or not. I I don't know at this point. Yeah. It would be odd, I guess, to do that. Well, it, it wouldn't be. I don't know if it would be odd to do it in, in a show. But um, it, right. it doesn't. It is a little more processed, maybe than than uh, some other songs. Mm-hmm. Maybe it, less it, than it, Future Metal. <laughs> but well, I mean, Future Metal is just an opening video, so that's not as you know. It's a presentation in and of itself, and that's supposed to be like an intro sort of thing. But BBAB is an actual like song song. Yeah. <laughs> so it'd be a little bit harder to try to present that. I mean, unless they did some weird like very perfume type stuff with it that would be kind of cool it could that could work out if they did you know because perfume for those who may not aren't, aren't aware uh basically like their sister sister group at amuse they do pop electro songs but they also do a lot of technological advancing dance stuff with technology which is neat I think if they did something along the lines of that, um, for that song specifically, I think that would be really cool. But as you said, it just seems like a very processed song. I don't think a lot of the backing band, like there's not a whole lot of that sound in the back to try to present that live would be a little weird too, I think. So So you're thinking that the, the, the instrumentation doesn't work? I, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see it. Unless, unless they do it as a thing where it's, a break for the common band, which I mean, I don't 
really know if they've ever really done anything like that. I think they've played throughout the whole entire show. Like, there really is no actual break unless it's like a video break for like two seconds. Yeah. Uh, like the introductions videos like they do sometimes. Um, but in reality, I don't think they ever really get breaks. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, that is interesting. There is not a whole lot of instrumentation that we're used to hearing in that song. I mean, it's there. There's drum, there's mm-hmm. guitar. Um, there is a lot of stuff going on over top of it, though. I don't know. I think maybe they just want to keep something in their pocket to surprise us because it's the last thing they haven't done before of their discography, right? Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, I mean, imagine or uh, look at the hype that was generated when they did From Dust Till Dawn for the first time. I suppose yeah. it's fun to have something yeah. like that in your pocket just to pull out when nobody expects mm-hmm. it. And I guess since we're technically still like going into the 10 year anniversary stuff, cause I, I I'm cause there's still what three, um, three things to be revealed done for it reveal. I think they're planning on for the 2021 year to be still part of that. So they could still very well do it throughout this year. I think so I would hope they're still planning to to finish all of that stuff because it would be Mm -hmm. weird for them to just forget about it and leave us hanging on three unrevealed things from the 10 year events. Mm -hmm. One thing that they could do that I think would be interesting is even if the instrumentation on the album is not all that suitable, um, they could interpret it, which they they pretty much never do. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be, Mm -hmm. be kind of interesting to like make a make a different version of it that sort of only comes uh only comes up live um mm-hmm. but the other thing too is that i don't this it doesn't feel that connected to me to the 10-year anniversary stuff i mean it's connected mm-hmm. to the third album but it's not really connected to the 10-year anniversary stuff i don't think they need to do it i barely kind of connected to the third album at this point because it's just kind of like yeah. the forgotten track mm-hmm. yeah on and it was the japanese right, only on the japanese only version one. of the album Mm-hmm. I mean, the only reason we got BMC was because there was a kind of a huge outpour of interest in it from the international fans, or at least that's the assumption. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'm not sure that I buy that, but we got we got it because they released a single. <laughs> but people people are very eager to think that that uh, you know the team listens to us, but I don't think they do. <laughs> I think they just make their own choices. <laughs> Oh, yes. You mentioned the leaving us hanging on three and stuff like that, just in case people aren't clear on what that refers to. Uh, at the very outset of this, when they were talking about this, um, uh, like, you know, the things that were going to happen in the 10th anniversary, they get, they had a list of 10 things. Uh, and on the it was on, I think, the Toys Factory site. And mm-hmm. they sort of filled in things along the way. And so I think one of them was the um, Katakawa volume. And, you know, the, there were various things mm-hmm. along the way. Um, and for yeah. the longest time it's been sitting on like four with just question marks saying that say, you know, only the Fox God knows. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we just recently got one more of those filled in, but I mean, there's still three unfilled in and you know, it's, it's already like, uh, mm-hmm. almost May. <laughs> right. So, well, that's why I'm kind of speculating that this 2021 year is going to be the 2021, 2022 year is going to be more for also more anniversary stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because they, I mean, so they clearly have not forgotten about that list because they just, just added something to this. Um, and there are still three things left. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, so uh, this is presumably going to go through the entirety of the 10th year or 11th year. I guess it might be the 11th year. It's the, you know, the year, <laughs> after, the year after the 10. 10. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then there's actually one other, um, uh, unfilled blank that we still have astoundingly, which is the um the the tenth edition of the Ten Baby Metal Years mm. album. Mm-hmm. We we don't know what that is yet. Uh, it I, you know it seems reasonable to guess it's going to be something related to the these Budokan Ten things, but we I mean mm-hmm. it's weird that we don't know yet uh, yeah. because we yeah. already know something about those. Probably most likely after the. Uh... After the other stuff that's going on with it, we'll probably get it most likely sometime in the summer. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably figure something on that. Anyway. But, so we continue to wait. Continue to wait on that. But um, going back to the bunny trail, <laughs> back to the set list. Um, oh, and a special note for No Rain, No Rainbow. Apparently, um, 
Amura was playing Mikio's guitar during that, which oh, that hurts my heart still a lot. Mm-hmm. It really does. Uh, he was my favorite. <laughs> anyway, um, God, just thinking about it makes me want to cry right now. Anyway, <laughs> um, so after a very emotional No Rain, No Rainbow, um, we jump into Distortion. <laughs> um, then there's Papa Ya and Megatsune and Karate and Headbanger. And then they did the Japanese version of the one as an encore, as well as Road of Resistance. So that was the set list for mm. Budokan. Mm-hmm. Yep, for nine for for both nine and ten, it was a uh, pretty much identical. Yeah, for, for the two. nine and ten. Right. Yeah. And so everybody, you know, so on nine, uh, I I didn't pay that much attention on nine. You know, I I, I, mm-hmm. you know, I was sort of I sort of checked in on what the set list was at the end, and then, but of course. After ten, everybody was expecting, you know, some big announcement or whatever. Uh, but mm-hmm. now the show just ended, and then everybody left. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, Pretty much. That was that was it. <laughs> uh, well, then they did announce something. They did announce something, but it was very. Well, it wasn't at the show, though, was it? It was after technically the show had ended, like all the in, like the ex- and exit video stuff was all done mm-hmm. and then lights come up and then there's the thing plastered on the center screen, video right yeah screen what's going on so yeah. and they tweeted about it just shortly shortly after that um mm-hmm. but but yeah i mean i guess so one i guess one other thing is that uh the one thing that differentiated the 10th one uh was that there was uh you know thanking all the fans Actually, mm-hmm. foreign fans as well. I don't know what you know, like. So presumably that was for the cameras mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, there were there were no foreign fans in that building. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but at any rate, um, yeah. So so there's it did end with a with a kind of like a, a thank you to all the fans and, and all the gongs. If we're going to be really specific, actually, technically, I know of one person. Albeit he lives in Japan. Well, that's yes, but he's not Japanese. <laughs> Sure, sure. Yeah, but but no, anyway, I know but what you But you can't meant. get in the country, so. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm uh, just being goofy. But yeah, so one thing that they did um, uh, do at the end was they had uh, the gongs, you know, representing the, the, each of the each of the shows had a gong with the logo of the mm-hmm. of like one of the episodes on it. So there were 10, 10 gongs total. Um, and at the very end, um, I, I, I'm not exactly sure. I'm interested to see the video about this, but um, at the very end, they had arranged eight of them around the the outer circle, and they ran around and, and you know hit them. And presumably, there were two more somewhere else yes. <laughs> that also got mm-hmm. hit. <laughs> it, it was more on the inner inner stage, yeah, circle. So it was it was Moz from Legend M, and then the ten year mm-hmm. one. It wasn't directly in the middle, but it was on the outside skirt where the where the gong normally is for the ending of the show but it was just on the opposite side yeah i did see a video on that one so this is one of those things where you know it was probably really pretty impressive when you're there but when you're watching the video it's going to be like oh geez this is taking forever (laughs) yeah (laughs) and eight more gongs to go i don't know it was the fan cam i did see of it was pretty cute they're having fun running around (laughs) it kind of reminded me of the end of tokyo dome in that way, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't, I didn't mind watching them run around for five minutes yeah. there. And I, 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 don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind watching them run around for five minutes, banging gongs. I think it'll be fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, I don't always watch that part through. <laughs> mm. It's like, all right, I get it. I get it. I, I also <laughs> usually sort of like skip ahead when they start going, we are, mm. but interesting. Maybe that's okay. Fake, you know, hashtag fake fan. You to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right everyone's got their thing everyone consumes differently it's all good (laughs) (laughs) right Um, apparently the there was a um uh, there was a video at the end of the end of the show it was spoken in japanese and had subtitles in english and japanese on the jumbotron Um, so i transcribed the english subtitles from the jumbotron meta resistance finally comes to a close after a 10-year battle the 10 count gone Marking the end of the battle will eventually turn into a signal of departure. 
the three metal spirits that have been shining since 2010, even if they were to leave this earth, would continue to shine forever in our hearts and across the metal galaxy. A legend turns into a myth, which turns into a living legend. What lies ahead beyond the end of the stairway to becoming a living legend is something only the fox god knows. <laughs> yes. Thank you, our metal resistance. Cut a logo. Yeah. Well. Yep. <laughs> Same shtick. Cool. So who knows? I mean, like, uh, what living legend is supposed to be? Whether it's related Ooh. to that, you know, demon caca thing mm. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, I do think it's interesting that the verbiage in here says the three metal spirits. I think that's fun to speculate about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I noticed that too. That uh, you know, that was that was pretty explicit acknowledgement of mm-hmm. the three of them. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. who knows what that means going yeah. forward? It's interesting language because we know, you know, from Koba interviews and just precedent, really that. They are extremely particular about what they say in their lore. It's not usually just slapped together, you know, so they chose to say three. And there was reason mm-hmm. behind that, probably. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to know what that reason is. After spending the last yeah. almost two years, we, we are two. Baby mm-hmm. Metal is Sue and Moa. Why are there now three metal spirits? Sue, Moa, Yui. Is it just reference to the past? You know, who knows? Yeah. I assume so. Because it was talking about since 2010, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if they were to leave this earth, which basically would mean the departure of Yui, I would I would assume. But would shine forever. Everyone still talks about Yui. It's not like we've forgotten her. So I think it's just a just good acknowledgement to know where they started from. And although I will say that the uh, eventually turn into St. Old Departure, which they've used that ver- verbiage before back in the day when they were getting ready to go on their world tour. They did they did the whole departure, you know, leaving on the ship to whatever. So I'm thinking that I have a speculation on that, but mm-hmm. yeah. Well, what's the speculation? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I guess I'm going to say it. Okay. <laughs> I, I I just think that they're probably going to do something really cool as far as another tour at some point in time here soon. That That's just my my thought. But something obviously not in Japan. Yeah. That's um, not very, that's, you're not very far out on any limbs, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say. Well, I, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know. I'm weird about that. I try not to do the whole speculation thing too often, but I mean that one. Honestly, I do think that that just means that they are planning on some sort of neat world tour, or maybe a continuation of the world tour they were supposed to have done in 2020, or even if it means potentially going on a tour with somebody else at some time next week. Yeah. So, Maggie speculates on the wetness of water. I think water is a liquid. (laughs) It has been existed for many years. Sorry. I think think you're right. I I mean, that's low hanging fruit, but they they will go on the road again. I don't know that it will be this year. I don't think they will go outside of Japan in 2021. Mm -hmm. I, I hope I'm wrong. I could see maybe winter 2022, so sometime after January, maybe. You know, it's not really entirely their choice. It kind of depends on the state mm-hmm. of the world. Exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. So, they um, probably have to be very cautious about that, just like last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. I mean, well, and, you know, if they're, if, if, if they're going to play at a festival, the festival has to be not canceled, you know? Right. <laughs> so. Well, that too, yeah. Um, I don't know that I would see, I'm not sure that I would see them opening for people again i sort of i sort of feel like they're kind of gotten a little beyond that um what do you mean even if they're not super super big in uh you know overseas or whatever Mm. it 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 does it just seems a little weird for them Mm. to be opening for people now i don't know do you count being in the middle of a festival list you know three hours before the headliner as opening no okay no but I mean, I mean, just sort of like, you know, touring is like, you know, the, the one that plays before Lady Gaga or uh, whatever. 
Yeah, I think you're kind of right. I hadn't really thought about that. Who knows? Maybe they would do it. I guess it depends on who. But they would open for Metallica. They would. I think that's probably true. There's <laughs> there are a few. There are there's a few, a few exceptions out there probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. You know, as far as the future goes, uh, I it would be interesting to see. Like, I I sort of hope slash assume that they will um, change some of the imagery to go along with whatever this like you know staircase and mm. and living legend and stuff like that is because um, mm-hmm. it does seem like it ha- it really has not changed since just before metal galaxy mm-hmm. um, i mean that you know whatever got maybe a little golder <laughs> or something <laughs> but um so it would be interesting to see you know if if, if this is uh, a legend turning into a myth turning into a living legend means something different mm-hmm. that would be interesting to see I still would like to see the Avenger be brought on full time. Stop beating around the bush on that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure that I see the the actual benefit. I, it seems to me like actually, if they were to do that, they should kind of um start over. You know, in a way, like like they should uh, have a fourth album with you know all three participating and kind of leave the the stuff the other stuff behind. That could be very well. They go. They've definitely set themselves up for something like that. Yeah. So here's what here's where I sit on it. We're dumb. Fans are dumb. <laughs> right? <laughs> and what I mean by that is <laughs> let's let's use like the Colbert appearance as an example. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. They talk about baby metal as Sue Metal and Moa Metal. And then they cut to commercial and they come back and then now there's a third girl on stage dancing with them. Your average American audience watching the Colbert Report is like, well, who the hell is that? <laughs> Whereas, right. and I think it's different from the comedy band because she's clearly supposed to be part of the unit, not just behind them. Mm-hmm. The, the imagery of it right. is totally different. So I think if you're trying to grow your brand internationally, it's important to make it clear, right? Because, and we talked about this a little bit, even with like Kohaku, like, and their TV appearances in Japan over the winter. You know, they talk, mm-hmm. they have an interview with these two people, and then suddenly there's another girl who's dressed exactly the same, doing exactly the same things, who just isn't mic'd and has a different hairstyle. You know, and that's something we pick up on as fans. I don't know that everybody else would pick um, up on, st- on fans like, uh, on st- or details like that. So I, yeah. I, I think it that is kind of sense, important for yeah. the brand going forward, if they're going to continue with the Avenger thing, to just bring her on momoko metal or whoever they yeah. decide to go with um mm-hmm. just to make it clear that yes this is a person that's a part of the group because i do think it's confusing for there suddenly to be a third person in situations like that yeah yeah i can see where you're going with that I if get it's it. the same person every time if it's not the same person every time then they can't you know that doesn't work very well i mean the other thing they could do is just say you know do the same thing say all right well we're, we're committed to this uh, you know, this is who the group is, and then just go down to two forever. <laughs> you know, well, sure. Ha- ha- take take twenty twenty one to to re choreograph. Well, sure. I was just making an argument for why I think they need to make a third person permanent. You know, and 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 oh, we've okay. we've seen from mm-hmm. talking or reading um, Funny Toss and Capable Paramedics translations from Koba interviews that he thinks the aesthetic of three people is really important. Yeah. So I don't think that's going mm-hmm. anywhere. So then you, mm-hmm. which, which makes me circle back to the marketing problem, especially to an international audience. How do you deal with that? You know, in yeah. two years, three years, at some point, it's just going to get really weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they did do the, they did do the tour, the U S tour with who was it? Uh, Momoko and mm-hmm. Rio you know, back and forth between, which, I mean, if you're a baby metal fan, you're specifically into seeing baby metal, then you're probably already aware of the situation. Yeah. And to me, it's not the performances. It's not the tours, you know, the fans who show up every night to watch the show, even if it's their first concert and they're just checking out baby metal for the first time, they're not going to know any better. That's why the Avenger model works Mm -hmm. specifically in that environment. What I'm talking Mm -hmm. about is is the marketing stuff. It's doing interviews. Um, right. I, I think the best example recently is, like I said, the Kuhaku performance um, and the other uh, TV appearances they did in Japan where they showed an interview 
with Sue Metal and Moa Metal, and then immediately followed that by a performance with a third person dressed exactly the same, doing exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Though yeah. sometimes they just interview, like, you know, the vocalist and the guitarist or something from grunge bands, <laughs> right? I mean, it's it's not always everybody in interviews. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I see what you mean. But Most of the time, the whole yeah. band is at least sitting there, even if only the lead singer is talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be that, that you know, the, the time's about right. You know, like essentially there's a there's sort of like a, a change and then a settling period. And, you know, we've already we've we've sort of gotten now mm-hmm. far enough away from when there were when there were three permanent exactly. people. Um, and now it's sort of like. We can handle the we can handle the shift to having just three people again, mm-hmm. you know, three permanent people again. There's always the chance that it's going to be none of the three we know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not. <laughs> but, I mean, I'd love to see it to be Moko, Momoko. I think she's earned it. I think she's perfect for mm-hmm. it. I think that would be awesome. Um, but I'm not really advocating for her specifically. More than just, I think they need to have a third real member. Yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Loon brought up something, uh, you know, another interesting thing in chat. That's weird. You know, the Yoshiki thing at the end of Kohaku, they were back to two again. The third girl disappeared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's right. weird. But they were all singing, right? I mean, they were like, all singing. So it's not that strange if the if this isn't a singing member of the group. But it's not that strange to you because you know the group and you know what's going on. Let, let, me, let me put it this way, using Yoshiki as an example. Say you're a... I don't know, a 12-year-old Japanese girl who just saw Baby Metal for the first time perform, and now you're really into it, and you've already decided your favorite is Momoko. And now she's not there for some reason during the end event with every other performer singing for the cool Yoshiki collaboration. Yeah. That's, you know, why I think they need to have a third permanent Mm -hmm. person. Mm Mm-hmm. It, I mean, like, it does seem like you know, if there's going to be you know, time when this happens, you know, this is it, <laughs> right? I mean, like, yeah. this transition to the next, next whatever it is. So. BM4. Yeah, and I still don't know what to make of the the metal resistance thing, because, I mean, you know, like, mm-hmm. the shirt, <laughs> it says, you know, now's the time to join. Uh, <laughs> it's not a very good time to join if it just ended. <laughs> <laughs> right. So well, like I said, I also think that they're still continuing on with 10, 10th anniversary stuff, and it probably won't have an actual set like transition and up until probably the this next membership of twenty twenty two. Well, but, I wonder. I mean, like, mm-hmm. where do you think they counted from? That's presumably like November twenty twenty one is the end of the tenth year, right? Mm, yeah, like essentially. Or the end of the whatever end of end of the post tenth year, yeah. I mean, they could always they could. I mean, with it being that far down the road, they could very well change it all up in the middle of things. I mean, the back of the T-shirt is not specifically one symbol; it is literally everything from the past. So, I mean, they're not set to have to keep with any specific theme. In all reality, they could totally change it up in November. It's a possibility. And even if somebody were to get into the one past that point, it wouldn't seem like it was part of something completely different in the same year, you know, with the shirt how being how it's set up. It wouldn't feel like, oh, I'm just getting this shirt because of, you know, this stuff that happened with Fry Hands. You know, it could still be very valid even into the new stuff, too. I wonder if there's anyone who actually, like, gets the one, but doesn't really understand what's going on <laughs> it's quite quite possible that there aren't any such people because it's not it's difficult enough to, mm-hmm. to do. my first but, year getting it i was like that i just got it because i became a super fan i was like well there's a fan club i need to join it exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly not a fan club not only is it not a fan club it's not a fun club that's right <laughs> but i didn't understand <laughs> that right. at the time <laughs> uh okay so what we've we done we've talked we've talked about um Budokan 10. We've talked about mm-hmm. the future. Yeah, let's get on the train back to the station we were supposed to be on. Yes. So, so we we had uh, basically right at the end of the the show, like you know, as people were leaving, um, we got an announcement of the world premiere of Ten Baby Metal Budokan, uh, June twenty sixth. Uh, mm-hmm. 
what is that, 9 p.m., 10 p.m., 11 p.m.? Yeah, what is 21? I'll date some time, <laughs> <Nine>? JST. <laughs> 9 p.m., JST. But yeah, okay, so um, we have, we have basically that was the big announcement. You know, we were expecting a big announcement. We got this, which is an announcement. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so it's a, in very little print above that June 26th, 9 p.m. JST thing, uh, it says worldwide live stream. And so that's cool. They're going to, they're, they'll be doing, um, they'll be doing a, a live stream and you can, you can actually, I mean, you, you could buy tickets for it. And there are two differentiations. One was the one or not. And the other was merch or just tickets. So you, you could mm-hmm. get just the stream ticket or you could get the, the merch that goes along with it. And if you signed up as of the one member, then this is so exciting. You know, it'll, it's totally, totally worth it. You get uh, three wallpapers for your phone. <laughs> Are they for your phone? I, I didn't mean, even know if they're for your phone. Oh, maybe they're for your. Maybe I think it just says wallpaper, so There's, it could be for yeah. anything. Maybe they're actually for like your your bedroom. Bedroom, yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> actually, rolls of wallpaper for me to put on the wall. Yeah. I mean, you totally could do that though. Like that is a thing. God, that like, would be you hilarious. Can take an image. You can take an image and get it customized into wallpaper and probably put it on your wall. Like it is a thing. It is a legitimate thing. You can do it with materials too. God, that like, should have been um, one of our like April fabric. Fool's merch items. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that probably would have been an awesome one. Yeah. The beach scene. But anyway, yeah. So so the benefit of, of being the one, you know, the reason that they moved it uh, in the direction that makes it earlier in time <laughs> um, is that uh, you, you, if you were the one member, then you could um, order the ticket uh, with the one membership and get the rights to these three legend icon wallpapers to download. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and actually, so it's not super clear to me, but there is a kind of a limit on these. Like they're, they're not necessarily going to be available forever. And it may be partly just because the, you know, it's possible to get ones with merch and the merch could run out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think they said, I think it said that the merch availability for the one was up till the 22nd i thought i thought i saw an actual cutoff and i thought it was the 22nd but i could very well be wrong uh, what i um, what i read was not didn't have an explicit cutoff it just said basically when we run out we're out yeah <laughs> you know no. so um you know it's not guaranteed if you wait <laughs> that you're gonna get anything mm-hmm. right um it's a it's a little ambiguous about whether the the stream only tickets would be available forever but um it kind of seems dumb if they would be limited so no that one that i thought it said up until the day before ah okay could be yeah so those but what i guess the nice thing about this though compared to the rock my con one is that you have an option of doing with or without but this also is the option of if you are not a member if you are just a regular joe schmo or joe man you can just watch the show yeah without any other obligations you still have to pay 50 bucks though i mean yeah okay <laughs> so it's still massively expensive it's so really expensive i, I think 50 bucks is pretty reasonable but it's i mean yeah it's, it's reasonable now it's reasonable for baby metal <laughs> yeah. um Although there, you know, with other live streams that some of us are aware of, like it's been way cheaper than that. <laughs> but this is also a compilation. Yeah, thing. So yeah, it's not I, really I, a live show. It depends show. on which way you're looking. It's not really a live show. So it's kind of like, ugh, I don't know. But like if it was a little bit cheaper, I would feel like it might be a little bit better. But with it not being a live show, I still I do think fifty is a little bit expensive on my in my opinion. But I did it anyway, so that's. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I would say, I mean, like, this is a big, this is a big epic event, though. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's not just like, you know, some show at some venue that's, you know, being streamed to you. It's, you know, it's the big Budokan shows. Yeah. I guess it just really depends on the way you I look mean, at it. I mean, you're getting a Blu ray stream. <laughs> so if you pay your, your 49.50 yen, you can screen record it and you have the Blu ray forever. So they got to charge a little bit more for that. They, they perform this in April. And they're streaming it in June. So mm. they're paying out the ass to have 
their editing house get this done in time for that. Oh, um, true. Yeah. So you're paying a premium there. Um, so it's it's not just like bandmaid standing on a stage kicking ass for two hours. There's a lot more yeah. logistics they have to get behind to make this happen. Oh, that makes sense. It does. Mm-hmm. I I guess. Well, and, and putting on the shows themselves were probably pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, those are not cheap. I guarantee that. Because <laughs> they, they had to, like, you know, they had to get a piano. Uh, oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> yes. Piano, the stages, paying for everybody playing, all the security. <laughs> There's a lot of security. <laughs> uh, do we know the duration, Xbook Accent Chat? No, we do not. We do not uh-uh. know the duration. Nope. I was going to speaking of the actual merch availability. So the whole entire thing with that is, is that um, it's three sacred treasures, which we've seen in the past before. One of them being a really cool, the long muffler towel, like it's slightly longer than a neck towel, thinner, I think, or it might even be considered as a neck towel. I'm not sure. Yeah, but so it's really long, um, and long. And it's a, yeah. It's like a I really carpet like runner or something. <laughs> it, they're really nice. I do like those a lot. Those are really cool. They're easier to put around your neck. I, I find it really, really neat. And it's got all the all the ten symbols from all the different shows. And it says, you know, we're ten Budokan baby metal baby metal Budokan world premiere on it. It's cool. Um, they're re-releasing the savior masks that they were giving away at the concert, which is awesome. I think that's really cool. Um, but for me, <laughs> um, but they are doing a smartphone stand with the two girls in the masks and you could put your phone on it. If you recall, when they did the announcement for the 10 Baby Metal Years CD, they always give the free gifts and stuff if you order it from certain places. And it was a really obscure place. It was like seven something. I don't even remember what the website was, but they were doing a phone stand. A, uh, an acrylic phone stand for that one. And I was just like, I really wanted it, but I didn't know how to get it because I didn't know the website. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I was freaking out. And I was really sad because that was like the one thing I really actually wanted that was something kind of unique and different. And because I actually don't have a phone stand and I really like one and it'd be cooler if it was baby metal themed. <laughs> so the matter of fact that they were getting another, we are getting a different kind of phone stand with the girls actually on it makes me excited. And so that was totally worth it, worth the money to pay for the merch, in my opinion. An extra 30 bucks for that? Heck yeah. I'll pay that. So yeah, so I'm not uh, I haven't quite understood the concept of this. Is it is it uh are there are there figures like cutouts the 3D separated from the back? If you if you are familiar with um Lily Metal and the um, Kitsune Arts thing that she does. Um, they, they're like the acrylic standees. I'm, I'm thinking they actually clip into the stand itself. And they are, it looks like they are like either holding your phone or you can move them over to the side. Uh, like it has like a slit in the in the base, I think. And you uh. can move them over to the side and have it your phone sitting straight up and down. Or if you slide them in, they're holding your phone and you can lay it down on its side is what it's looking like. But it is the girls. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> but they are sort of like stand up things that are not yeah. part of the image, but they're mm-hmm. they're sort of part of the. the yeah, it's stand. a three like a 3D standout. Yeah, yeah essentially. It's an acry- acrylic stand. That's a cool little thing. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll see what it is <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Now do note, so anybody who's doing, getting this, the merch stuff internationally, it will not actually ship until after the show is done. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that they made note of that, but it was so far down in the paperwork or in the paperwork, yeah. <laughs> the website <laughs> that, uh, some people may not realize that. So I'm, and I'm saying that now. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did uh, make sort of a point of that. Like, if you're if you're if you're local, it should be, it should get there by the show. But if you're before the if show, you're yeah, then not. Um, but I mean, no, yeah, I, I wouldn't have expected that anyway. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, okay, so let's see. Unrelated to that, but um, still kind of related to Budokan and things on your screen. Uh, we have. Wow, wow announcing a three-part airing of uh of like stuff related to 
the, the Budokan shows. So on May 30th, there is an introduction. On June 26th, the you know, you, you might remember that as the date of the stream. Um, there is uh, stuff from the from one to six. So that's the shows from January and February. And then sometime after that in July, there'll be a um, third part. That's the, you know, uh, seven to 10. I don't know what that means. I don't know. It, like there's, there, there are obvious questions to ask here about what are they going to stream? What is Wawa going to play? And what are they going to release? Mm-hmm. Um, because exactly. we don't know what they're going to release, but, but it is crazy to think that they're not going to release something. Mm-hmm. So presumably there's going to be some Blu-rays. Um, mm-hmm. My guess is it'll be like six of them, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. but we can talk about that. Maybe. I say only five, but uh, the sixth one I was considering to be a compilation. You would think they would do a, a like an only only a compilation disc for. I mean, I don't think they've really ever. Well, no, that's a lie. No, no. Yeah. Now I think about it. The world the, tour the, in Japan. Um, yeah. The world tour in Japan was a compilation one. That's right. Yeah. You're right. Well, norm because normally they would only release one disc with just one of the shows from one of the four, like they did with Big Fox. But yeah, they did do that as a full compilation, didn't I? Huh. Well, snap, crackle, and pop, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and who knows? I mean, like, so it could be like Tokyo Dome, you know. Mm-hmm. Made it uh, well, Budokan too actually made it out uh, in public versions, right? Um, mm-hmm. So you didn't have to be the one; you could just get it, get the thing. Um, and the one I would, my guess is that any shows that are and any Blu-rays that that have individual shows like one and two, uh, three and four, mm-hmm. and so forth, um, that that's probably the one. But I but I mm-hmm. bet that they are going to have uh, representation of an entire uncut show, right? For the one. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But so, I mean, anyway, that that's possibly separate from Wawa. You know, presumably it's not going to show all of that stuff. It's going to be some no, sort of compiled they typically thing. don't. Yeah, normally they, yeah, they cut out specific things and merge this and that. And, right. Yeah. But so, so we know the first one, well, the, the, the middle one is going to be um, stuff from one to six. So, mm-hmm. you know, th- presumably it's going to be most of the stuff from the show, but with maybe a couple of the special things. I don't know. Um, and then the other question is, like, to what extent is that going to be redundant with what they stream? Hopefully not redundant. I mean, like, hopefully they're yes. going to show different things, cut different things or whatever. Right. It's hard to tell. It really is. Th- I mean, there's just so much opportunity and uh, you know, options for how they present all all of this so mm-hmm. it's it's really going to be hard to tell basically we just kind of gotta enjoy what we get, enjoy what we get and then expect full full co- collections at a later time <laughs> yeah if they play everything like you know suppose they played everything on the stream mm-hmm. what would that be like two and a half hours three hours Something like that. that. If, if every unique thing be, got played. It'd be really odd, though, because, well, I mean, I guess it would depend on how to present it, though, because we have two different variations of introductions. We've got, you've got uh, In the Name Of, um, and then you've got the remix of Baby Metal Death. So, I mean, then again, we've had In the Name Of, obviously, for the last few years in some form or other. So, they could just potentially just cut that out and just use the baby metal death as the initial opener for, you know, the, the stream or whatnot. They could, they could do that. Hmm. Um, well, I mean, I guess what I was so. just saying is like, regardless of how it sort of fits together, like how much content is there if they, if they play every unique thing? I mean, I, I think it is probably something like three hours. Right. Potentially. With all the, with all the things that they switched in and out. Um, and yeah, I mean like maybe, maybe they, <laughs> do another intro in the middle or something like that, you know, <laughs> to mm-hmm. actually make things fit. Right. But, and then, and they don't have to worry about a time period either, because this is a, this is a broadcast. This is not the girls performing and stuff. So they could make it as literally as long as they want to. So long as, so long as we, as the, as the watchers are willing to sit on our butts and mm-hmm. watch it in whatever form or stand and, you know, 
cheer around and drink and dance in our living rooms or mm-hmm. however we choose to watch. And some, I've seen some uh, wild stuff <laughs> happen during streams. So, um, yeah, I would, as far as like the, like the big metal death intro, um, mm-hmm. I think that works just fine in the middle, just like future metal did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, well, oh, and because, yeah, well, because there's right. no, mm-hmm. there's no vocals or anything. It's, it's, it's just, you know, it's just a little, um, excerpt <laughs> and then goes in and then leads into IDZ. So, um, so I don't think that needs to be at the beginning. Well, they could do it that way too. Yeah. I mean, how they did with metal galaxy. Yeah. I, I don't know what I expect of the stream. I, I suspect that the stream won't actually have everything. Um, but if it did, it'll be three hours long is, is my guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If I think if I were, if I were doing it and it was really going to be three hours long, I think I probably would have a scheduled intermission um mm-hmm. you know, so that everybody could stay stay current on the chat and that sort of thing mm-hmm. anyway so that's coming up we will um you know i guess it's still a little ways away before we get the even the wawa introduction um that's mm-hmm. something like a month before the um the yeah stream it's happens. another month so yeah it's it's yeah. uh a month and a bit from now and a month and a little less than a month from the stream so there'll be some time yet but actually there's not there's not much more to, to to talk about um there was there was um a kari band online event so the kari band is like it's an independent project that bo and omura are both involved in and mm-hmm. i think mikio was too before he was. right mm-hmm. um yeah he was part of it and uh it's completely unrelated to any of the stuff that they're doing with uh baby metal but they're still like you know doing things together but uh they oh is it is this correct omura is not on the, the kari band he plays with them. I think uh, Loon is right. Bo and Yua is technically the Kari band now, but they play with session musicians from all over Japan all the time. But it is, is it not the case that Bo and Omura did an online event they promoting did. the Kari band? They did. Okay, so Omura yeah, was at least participating did. in that. He was. Well, anyway, uh, the, the main thing is that um, Bo and Omura were, were, were talking online. And perhaps it was related to the Kari band. Perhaps it was not. But they did uh, at least talk a little bit about their participation in this um, endeavor we are podcasting about. But anyway, did anyone actually see this? Or <laughs> I mean, like yeah, among us? I did. No, unfortunately, I didn't. I'm going to have to try see if I can find it and watch it because it looks like it would have been a really cute time. <laughs> uh, I just got yeah, linked in our you? chat. Excellent. Well, then I'll have to. I'll have to actually watch it then. <laughs> But so, Kevin, did you did you watch it? I mean, did, did you put this in the notes? I did put this in the notes. Tell us about the thing that you put in the notes. I will tell you about the thing that I put in the notes. Yeah, so they, <laughs> okay. they did this super long stream. Um, they wore this ridiculous makeup that made them look like anime characters. It was hysterical. Uh, it was so anyways, cute. <laughs> the point the point that uh, is relevant to us is they actually reminisced a little bit about baby metal throughout the time. I I don't know what the best way to present this is. I just have a transcript of it that was translated. Um, I can I can be Omura. You can be Bo. Okay, we'll do it that way. <laughs> All right. I can't go into right. too much detail, but ah uh, yes. I'd like to say thank you for ten years of service. Oh, that's right. I mean that with all my heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's really wonderful to be able to live like this for a long time in good health without any accidents, and to have it recognized by people not only in Japan but all over the world. That's right. In the midst of all these currents. Hey, if I say too much, I'm going to start crying. Seriously, if I say too much, mm-hmm. I think it's really wonderful. That's why we will continue to say a proper thank you in the future. Yeah, of course, of course. It's the same with fans. Well, those two are seriously the best. Yeah, they're great. Those two girls are the best. I love them so much. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's so cute. (laughs) I wonder. I wonder. Uh, So, Bo said something in there that I wonder a little bit about, which is, uh, we will continue to say a proper thank you in the future. Uh, I wonder what that meant. I'll be honest; this whole thing just falls apart in English. I'll definitely have to uh, listen to uh, listen to it in in Japanese while (laughs) reading along. Yeah. Anyways, it's fun. Um, it was full. It was cool that they actually talked about a little bit they do that on twitter and stuff too usually after the shows they they're pretty good at uh skirting the line as Uh it were 
and talking oh, yeah. about their services, uh, the commie band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But these two, probably more than oh, maybe maybe Hideki is the only only other person who's really sort of like played with them more. I mean, like, I think I think mm-hmm. Bo and Hideki mm-hmm. are the are the two that are the most constant. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But just a cool little moment in there. God, that stream was long. It was like five hours long or something. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Really? Yeah. Holy smokes! They had fun. Hmm. Oh, it looked like they were having fun. They, <laughs> I did see the little clip where they were doing the the dun 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 yeah. dun. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> what, 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 I did not see that clip. What is that clip? It was um, it was G. They were uh, they did GJ. Omura started doing GJ the claps the dun 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 dun, dun, dun part. And then Bo jumps up and da 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 da. Yeah, there's the yeah. There's the clip of it. Okay, I think we did learn though from um, probably Dwayne Metal um, that this is that that is actually a very standard sort of like you know go team kind of clap. Yeah, you know that that, that is not uh-huh. it's not sourced specifically from Baby Metal, but in fact they got it from culture. Oh, okay. So it it doesn't have to be, even though it probably was uh, an actual it reference. Probably, I I don't know. I think it was, but <laughs> it was probably both. Actually, it also depends on when they guess they did it. Yeah, that's probably a bit of a in between. Yeah, their shirt is really cute. Their shirt is really it. cute. I really want it, but it's like ah, uh, shipping. <laughs> <laughs> it's always comes down to shipping anymore. It's awful. <laughs> that's what Tenso's for. When you said that, I, I uh, you know, sometimes people will like swap in uh, if they're if they're about to swear, but they don't want to swear. They'll they'll swap in something like sugar, you know, right? mm-hmm. you know, you can you can mm-hmm. envision the people who do that. Um, and I was just hearing you say that and thinking, ah, yes, that would be a good substitute uh, <laughs> to say, ah, shipping. Ah, shipping. I say fiddlesticks a lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my or Holy Mother of France is another go to of mine, but. <laughs> And everyone's like, well, who's Francis and what did they ever do to you? Well, nothing. No, like, Francis didn't do anything. Nothing. It's, it's the mother. It's the mother. <laughs> it's the mother that did it. She's mean. Horrible, horrible lady. <laughs> All right. It's possible anyway. that we are we are very far out in the weeds by now. Yeah, we're, we're, we're out in the weeds yeah, a little bit. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're waddling. Okay, so anyway... Uh, Perhaps we could. I, I think we've mostly covered the things that are new. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks, everybody, for joining us in the chat and, you know, posting the images and reminding us that you can pause streams and that kind of thing. Uh, and I guess that is it for this episode. You can join us on the Baby Metal Podcast Discord to continue the conversation. Rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it. So please do that. We'll be back here in about two weeks. We hope you'll join us then. And until then, see you.